Welcome to Sports Society. Here's your host, Andrew Faust. We are live. We are so live. We are so back. Welcome, everybody, back to Sports Society Pod. Yes, you are hearing this now Tuesday because we've moved the podcast to release Tuesday. But nonetheless, you're going to still get the same personalities, baby. It's We're, we're so back, and I'm, I'm really excited because, you know, now that we have an extra day, um, there's more to talk about. I have more time to kind of like record, um, more time to edit, get stuff out. And so I'm very happy to be joined today by Luke Talor, none other than. And it's been a little bit since you've been on here, but uh, I, I think it's time for a, a really nice podcast. Yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited whenever you, whenever you text me earlier. I'm like, I really hope this is either you want to go golfing or you want to make a podcast. And I love yeah. This podcast. yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, cool. So... Anyway, in terms of this week, what's been going on with you? How's school going? It's finals week. I, I took three tests today. Oh, so, how long did they take? One was like 80 questions. One was 55, one was 35. That is brutal, man. But the, the longest my my final was was like 50 questions, maybe. They're not very long in college. It depends on the class, I guess, but mine weren't very long. Yeah, I got a math one tomorrow, but the pod comes first, so. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, I didn't want to bring you away. All right, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, what did you like this this week from sports, and what did you not like? Um, I love seeing Boston go down 3-0. I, <laughs> I, I really just don't like their team. The only person I like on that team is Jalen Brown. He has That's, been horrible. Yeah, he's, he hasn't been great, but people are trying to use that as, like, taking away from Tatum, and that just makes me upset because I've seen this trend going around, and it's like Tatum is the worst superstar in the league. I couldn't agree more. Really? You don't like Tatum? I agree more. Interesting. Um, I, I, I think Tatum's I think Tatum's all right. I, I don't know. Like, it's tough to kind of group Tatum. He's, like, kind of the outlier because – He's he's certainly top ten, I think, um, but it's just like so inconsistent with him. One night he looks like prime Kobe Bryant, and then the next night he looks like Tobias Harris, and you never know what you're gonna get from him. So it's just it's very weird, and uh, I, I hope he can straighten it out because obviously St. Louis guy, we're all rooting for him, but it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, like I want to like him, but then there's some of the meat riders are crazy on Tatum. That's like, true. Like some people be doing tricks on it. Some people be doing backflips on it. I swear. Literally wheelies and everything. It's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man. Yeah, that's well. I think that goes for pretty much every every player, except for I've noticed, except for Jokic. I don't think there's like a lot of diehard Jokic fans. Um, I'm sure there's maybe a niche group of people, but I like in terms of like because it's a small market. De- Denver's sort of small market. I would I would argue like the Broncos are maybe the outlier there, but like the the Nuggets, you never really see them on like any of the national um, national broadcasts, especially during the regular season. So people are starting to get like in tune with what's going on. You, you see. You know, Michael never swing the rock Porter Jr. You see uh, 
you know, Jamal Murray, who has been playing very, very well, I think. I think he's been playing very well for the most part. And then Jokic, who is the clear best player in the league right now. I, I, I don't think that's in question. Jokic, the, the, some of the things that he can do, especially offensively, is uh, it's, it's, it's insanity. So that's what I think. I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah, the more I've watched the Nuggets, the more I realize just how much they actually score the basketball is mm-hmm. insane. Every single dude on their team, besides maybe Aaron Gordon, besides maybe Aaron Gordon, just puts the ball in the hoop at a ridiculous rate. Yeah, but Aaron Gordon does a lot of other things really well. He defends very well. He's um, completely shut down LeBron in in this series, I would argue. And so, but well, granted, uh, it is a washed LeBron, but. Well, did you watch any of the first half from the game, game four right now? Um, I was going to put that on right now, but. Um... LeBron had 21 in the first quarter. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he was seven for nine from the field and like four for four. I gotta turn that on, man. I just got back from the par three. I was playing with McGurk. Let me guess, McGurk lost by like what eight strokes, ten strokes? No, he was he was one over through like five or six holes. He was playing very well. Um, McGurk's game is coming around. He he's been going up with me a lot, and like he used to have because he was a, he's a baseball guy, right? So he's been coming. Uh, he was way over the top with it, and we've gotten it down to where he's kind of just playing like a two to five yard fade, and he's starting to play play really really nicely. He was hanging with me, and then I guess it was hole like six with water on both sides. Jack hit it in, and I I just been playing pretty consistent the whole time. I was like th- I, he was beating me by like two at that point though. I was three over. And then from then on, though, I just went par, like par, 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 very consistent out. I ended three over, and he ended like six over. I ended up beating him by a couple. And then we went back and played a little bit because they bang you like 13 bucks to play that shitter. And I, we get our money's worth every time. You, got, you don't sneak on? I do at times. I mean, I certainly do at times, but not every time. Uh, me and, uh, me and uh, Sam Laker went there on Friday. No, he's he's trying to get into golf a little bit. So Yeah, I've noticed that. So we I went with him and he actually wasn't even that as bad as I thought he was gonna be. Holy shit, the Lakers have seventy three points at half. Oh my god. They're scoring like crazy right now. Wow. All right, well, I mean I but before this game even happened, I, I didn't think that the that the Nuggets would sweep. I think it's it's a way higher possibility that the Heat sweep because Boston is in shambles, and the guy they have running the show right now, their their head coach, I'm blanking on his name. He is not the guy. Mozilla. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a fine assistant coach, maybe or uh, something like that. But um, he, he's he's far too young, especially he's he's 35 years old. He's as old as some of the, if not younger, than a lot of these guys playing right now. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like I think it was even uh, uh, what's his name. But who's the uh, point guard for the for the Celtics? Um, Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart was like was like bashing him. He was like bashing his own coach. He was like um, a reporter asked him about how his coach was getting a lot of like flack right now, and he was like, "Yeah, he deserves it." He was like, <laughs> you know, he he was being quite frank with it, and I agree. I mean, um, a lot of their offense, it's been known that's very random. They kind of look clueless out there a lot, and the Heat. The, the amount of 
help that, that Jimmy has gotten recently from his role players is is insanity. They were killing the Celtics the other day by like 30, and I looked at the box score, and Jimmy was playing, he had like 16, but Vincent had like 20. Um, Bam was having a great game. They're, they're just like firing on all cylinders, all those guys. Uh, Struss is shooting well too. The, the, the Heat look good, man. I think the, I think the Nuggets are going to take it. Um, and I'm going to say probably in six. I'm going to say Doug's in six in the championship. But I think um, if that if Jimmy can put together a couple of great performances, then we can get we can certainly get something from there. Yeah, and if you've watched the – I watched every single Heat series because uh, obviously the one through eight, as soon as the Heat won game one, I started watching every single Heat game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy's had some insane games, right? But uh, – their role players are nuts. Their role players they, are nasty. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, dude. They do not miss shots. You've had – I can name five dudes – or I guess four dudes because Kevin Love does start. I don't know how, but he does. But Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and Kevin Love, and even like Kyle Lowry's playing great. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is playing great. He's stepped up. They're like ten dudes deep. They play they like ten are. dudes tonight. Yeah, and that's a huge, huge advantage because if no one's getting tired, yeah, they got fresh um, legs anytime they want. That's a great point. Yeah, that's definitely a great point. They are very deep. Um, LeBron has thirty-one and a half, dude. <laughs> LeBron is is gonna is gonna go for probably fifty tonight. Um, and if they lose, that would be that would really suck because. Let me see what he's shooting on right now. Uh, well, the Lakers are shooting very well. They're shooting sixty-three percent from three, so they're they're Oof. they're and uh, the Nuggets are eight for twenty-two from three. They're not shooting as well. Yeah, MPJ was like zero for his first five. Yeah, he's only got eight. He's only got eight and a half. But um, I, I do think that the I think the it'll get closer, but I think the Lakers will take uh, this game. Whether they win the next one, I don't. I don't know. I, I predict Nuggets in five. That's that's what I'm. I'm gonna say Nuggets in five, and I'm gonna say Heat in four. I think it's gonna be a clean sweep there. But uh, but it, it's it's really sucked, man, because I I was really hyped up for this this kind of Final Four, so to speak, the Conference Finals, and it hasn't panned out at all. Boston's been terrible. Um, they have a losing record right now at home. I mean, they just look they look terrible, man. Um, and the Lakers. This guy, uh, D'Angelo Russell, man, this guy D'Lo needs to get out. And I, I don't know where he, he needs to go, but it can't be L.A. It can't be on LeBron's team. I don't know who's going to want him because I think he has a pretty sizable contract, man. But this guy has been horrendous. And he his plus minus so far in this series is like minus 57. He... He can't hit a shot to save his life right now, to be fair. So we are kind of seeing, like, the bad side of him. When he's hitting, it, I'm, he's just one of the most inconsistent guys, I think. I, I, I don't know. It's tough. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Uh, when he's not hitting, he's quite frankly useless out there. That's true. He is, he is absolutely useless when he's not hitting. But when he is hitting, he's, he's really effective, honestly, when he's hitting. Because then that's just out everything. One of my favorite players to watch, by the way, though, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, when he doesn't go 0 for 15. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I guess when he's playing well, he's one of my favorite to watch. Yeah. Yeah, because he gets going and then he 
does a little Isis Vane celebration that apparently the whole team's caught on to now. Like, yeah, uh, Schroeder was like doing it. Three. Yeah, Austin Reeves does it after like every three now. Yeah. I you like know, Austin, Austin Reeves, man. We Austin need to keep him. Phenomenal. What's Austin up? Austin Reeves has been phenomenal this playoffs. Yeah, 100%. He's won games. He has absolutely won games for the Lakers. They, he almost won game one for them. Yeah, they, he, yeah he was close. These huge threes down the stretch. I remember that. I remember that. I was watching the end of that. Um, yeah, he hit one especially late in the game, and then they they tried to go to him again with like a desperation kind of shot. It didn't fall, but – um, yeah, he has by far exceeded expectations. He did excellent things at Oklahoma, and and you're kind of seeing like he is a gifted scorer. He is not just a role player. He's going to go somewhere and be like a, a really good second option. I mean, he is he's been played better by far than uh, Jalen Brown. I think he's been playing better than Jalen Brown, who's a num- another number two on another team. So. Um, he can score on all three levels, and defensively, he doesn't look too bad. So, I really like him. Yeah, the main thing about him is he hustles. He never gives up on plays. Yeah. Never. And a lot of dudes get lazy on defense, but Reese is never the guy who gives up on a play because he got beat. Like he's always trying to, you know, die for a loose ball or something like that. And that's something you can't teach. You can't no. teach that. No, man, he wants it. He wants it. And I, and I hope that the rest of the team kind of feeds off that. So, I yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's move to another league, to a team that's been surging. The Cardinals are, are kind of uh, – we're making a run here, and it's, it's exciting stuff, man. It's not in the way that I thought um, because we've got some guys that I really didn't know who they were to start the season, um, namely Nolan Gorman who is just absolutely cooking, dude. This guy is special, man. He And uh, I, I want to point out, I want to shout out something. I went to the, the Cardinals game with Jack McGurk, and um, it was the game that we scored 18. It was 18-1. to one, oh, and it, it was a, it was Yeah, yeah, it was, we played Milwaukee. It was a terrific game to go to, man. I got to say, going to – Going to one of those games now, going to a Cardinals game now, with the pitch clock, it changes the game for the better exponentially. You you realize how much of the bullshit that the clock uh, cuts out. All it's cutting out is like the player's stupid ass, uh, you know, like uh, pre-batting routines or, you know, it's like wrapping and unwrapping their gloves and shit like that. That's all it cuts out, really. And all the pitcher's bullshit, it cuts that out, too. Um, I love the pitch clock um, when I go to the games. It's it sped up the game a lot, and it made it fun to watch. It made the game really, really fun to watch. And, um, you know, it's gotten me into baseball a lot more. I'm really following the Cardinals now, and they've they've really been finding something here, especially against the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, a certain 2018, like, Matt Carpenter, awesome player to watch. We didn't, we didn't do anything with it, but he was – so much fun to watch, but I remember vividly him taking like two hours to step out of the box and like readjust his oh. swing, and I'd get so pissed off at that. Now batters get like eight seconds and you have to get right back in. Yeah, it dude, I love it. Better. So it's, much better. It's and like I think I think that like I think averages are up right now as well because I think players are hitting better. Because I feel like the game is starting to feel like batting practice a little bit more. 
you know, like they're getting pitches more. They're seeing uh, more pitches, I feel like. And in terms of the pitchers, they're they're jumping off the mound every 30 seconds. At some point, you have to kind of get some endurance there. And if you don't have endurance as a pitcher these days, you're, you know, you're going to be throwing slower. You're not going to have that fast twitch energy that you need to kind of throw some heat. So uh, it's it's definitely changed baseball for the better, I feel like. Yeah, baseball is um, they in the past few years they fucked up a lot. Yeah, but, uh, it feels like these newer rule changes are definitely a step in the right direction. Because mm-hmm. I've actually, my friend gave me his Bally account, which has been really clutch because I got to watch all the Cardinals games. And yeah. I know you're pretty awful through the first like thirty games, oh. but it was really brutal to watch. But I mean, guys, guys are getting hot. Like, Paul DeYoung's getting hot. Paul DeYoung and is so back. Paul DeYoung is a guy that, including myself, I'm going to admit this, I wanted to DFA him this year. Okay. So his contract is huge, and he had been in the minors in and out all last season. It was just making me so mad that he was eating up all this. Because the Cardinals don't spend money. Like, we're a cheap-ass team. Yeah. And to see Paul DeYoung getting a huge piece of that pie just for him to – bat 250 and triple a it was just really pissing me off <laughs> yeah. but, but the last i guess if you count yesterday's game and today's game he's had back-to-back four rbi games mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's heating up he's hitting well if you watch gorman last year you could tell he was special just from his raw power and the way he uses his hips and his swing he hits the ball fucking hard dude he hits the piss out of the ball he hits it so hard. I went to the uh, game a few Wednesdays ago when we faced Otani. Yeah. Right. And first inning, he came up and just gave him a double burn, just fucking sent one out. Like 420 over the bullpen. I just, I looked at, uh, I was with my friend Ben. I looked at him and I'm like, dude, he's insane. Like, the one, yeah, the, the game that I went to, when it was 18 to one, he hit one out and it was like, it looked like a line drive and it just kept going. It just went out. He just hit it out. If, if we can say like this, get, a, get maybe a pitcher or two at the deadline. And then if Walker can get hot and get called back up, this yeah, team please, has man. unlimited potential. Yeah. Even the sky's the limit for Walker. If, if you got to watch one of the early games and watch Walker hit, you can just tell he might be struggling right now, but two years, he's going to be just so, so good. Yeah, he's going to be insane. There's a lot of morons that are saying like, oh, trade him. We can get some shit for him. Do not trade him. Do absolutely do not. This guy can be an all-time great for us. He can – I mean – Pujols leaves, and we get this kid who, in a couple of years, can be can be that level of, of player. I think. Yeah, a ton of reporters around the organization is like, "This is the best prospect we've had since Albert." Yeah, and know how Albert turned out. Yeah, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Yeah, Albert's rookie season, he he was like a forty home run dude. That's insane. He was that he was that dude. Yeah, and. Walker's going to be that dude. Walker's 21 years old. He's like, I think he might be a grade level above you. Uh, Two, I think. I think he's two. One or two, something crazy like that. 
Yeah, it's it's absurd, man. It's absurd. It's it's uh it's actually crazy. You know what? A f another funny thing is that I learned from last week's podcast is uh, Victor Wembanyama is three days older than me. Yeah, and he's yeah he's seven four. So it's just you know some people just have it all, man. Seven four and pulls up from twenty eight feet right in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. And he makes it. And if he misses it, he's going to put it right back on your hand. <laughs> yeah. If he misses it, he's coming back tomahawk one hand. Uh, he's absurd. I, I can't wait for that. And wait, who um, who ended up winning that, that lottery? San Antonio. That's right. San Antonio, uh, Tim Duncan's out, and they get Wembenyama. So he's just a upgraded Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah, the, Spurs, um, the Spurs' only number two picks in their history are David Robertson and Tim Duncan. Wow. And Wait, do you mean number one, one number one overall picks? Yeah, number one overall. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two exceptional picks. Two top thirty players ever. Yeah, and Duncan's way higher than that. It's Duncan's just that. Like eight. Yeah. Robert Robinson would have been higher if he played longer. If Duncan's not in your top ten, you you're you're badly mistaken. He's absolutely if you if everyone listening to this, go on Google and search up David David Robinson pictures. He is the he is an ox. He is the biggest dude I have ever seen. He's more built than Shaq, and I stand by that. His arms for sure. His arms, arms and his so shoulders. Good. He like he was built like. Can you imagine if that dude played uh like tight end? Oh my god, that would be the scariest shit ever. Imagine like five foot ten Josh Norman. Guarding him, Getting, you already got stiff armed by six two Derrick Henry. What's seven foot David Robinson doing to you? No, 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 not stiff armed. Thrown. <laughs> actually thrown. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great point. He would have been crazy. So, um, so yeah, I had a delightful time at the Cardinals game. It was it was really really great. The the Cardinals game, like just being in Bush Stadium, is it's really really spectacular and. Um, Whenever, whenever you're, whenever you got like a night game, especially, it's it's very, really, really fun. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, we I went to another game like shortly after that with, against the Brewers in the same series, um, and we were in that we were in the Cardinal the Redbird Club. I don't know if you've been in there yeah, before. I I was in there a few weekends ago. Yeah, it's it's very nice. I've never been in there before, but it's very nice. Um, you can get like I guess it's like a bunch of more. Um, shops that you can like go to to get food and stuff like that and the food was pretty good i got a i got a uh a pretzel and it was all right it was pretty good i whenever i go to bush i, I go for a hot dog every time that's that's, that's fair it's absolutely fair so i have uh i've said green seats once and that's where you get like all the like free food and all of that stuff iconic it is insane yeah and sitting behind a home plate for first off bush stadiums scenic backdrop is so underrated oh it's great it's That's very so nice because mm -hmm. you have the arch and kind of in right center and then you have like that sweet like hotel complex like right there dude That's imagine you having a room there oh. yeah it's for the our announcer like ship carry oh okay like, yeah like you can sit outside on your terrace and watch the game that's so sick that's dude so sick. yeah very it's cool. Awesome. But no, I love going to Carl's games. I'll never say no to going to one.
Yeah, before I liked it, but especially now with the pitch clock, the way the the game moves, because like, especially if it's hot and the game isn't moving very fast, that's when it can get tough. But um, but yeah, now it's it's certainly it's it was a really nice time there. Um, and then the other time when we went in the Redbird Club, that was nice too. And wherever we are, I feel like I always get like the nosebleed seats, but I always you know work my way down, especially the. The, the lower the amount of people in your group, the, the better it is because you can really get down close to the stadium. I feel like, or by, by the field, I feel like the magic number is like anywhere from two to four people is like really nice to have at the game. Uh, anything more than that is is tough. Yeah, the Otani game, me and two uh, friends went from the first inning in the bleachers to like the fourth inning we snuck inside the Champions Club. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> How did you? How did you sneak inside the the uh, Champions Club? Uh, it's it's uh Redbird Club's in left field and the Champions is in right field, so we went there and we. Just... Oh, I thought the whole entire. I guess I didn't go over there, but like I thought the whole entire thing was Redbird Club. No, it actually uh splits in the two, which I didn't know okay. until I found that out. Yeah. And yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, well, they have dudes guarding the door, obviously. So we just moved into the section next to it, and we just hopped over the railing. There was a ton of stuff. <laughs> and nobody saw you. That's fantastic. Um, nobody questioned us. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, how's your golf game been recently? We can get into some golf, the professional golf, but I just want to hear how your golf game's been. Um, Going through a huge swing change, which I can already tell distances have gone up, like, 10, 12 yards per club. Wow. I'm hitting, I'm hitting, I was hitting my nine iron like 145, and I'm approaching like 160. Ooh. Like I've, I've started to use my full body instead of just my arms and shoulders, and it's working out way better for me. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out, I'm, I'm starting to push the ball a lot, which I'm trying to figure out because I also changed my grip. Okay. But once I get that figured out, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. The only club that, I'm not really struggling with is my driver. I'm hitting my driver like crazy. You're hitting it really well, or are you hitting it cr- like crazy around like everywhere? Like I'm hitting it better than I probably ever have. Wow. Okay, that's good. So essentially, we're scraping our dads. <laughs> dude, we, dude, I can't wait for that. We got to do that pretty soon. Shout out uh, Mason Brown for the edit. That was, was fantastic. That, that is so funny. funny. That is it so was, funny. Yeah. I might make that the thumbnail for the YouTube. I might see if I can try to do that. That would be that would be fantastic. Um, but Aww. dude, yeah, yeah. If you guys don't know, uh, me and Luke play our dads every year. Uh, well, now it's every year. We're we're gonna make yeah. it a yearly thing. It's called, and we call it the match. Just like uh, you know, like when Tiger and and Phil go at it, like Tiger and JT. Um, it's just yeah, it's 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 very funny. Um, we like. How much did last year? Like twelve strokes. Yeah, we're gonna have to give him. We're gonna definitely gonna have to give him because I I shot a I shot eighty two the other day at Whitmore and I hit one fairway. I I hit one fairway and I shot eighty two from the tips at Whitmore, and um, I, my my putting was absurd. I made everything I looked at from under ten feet. My short game was fantastic. Uh, my irons were were decent. They were really good, and um. And I, I was really happy with my golf game, but the, it was just the driver, man. But then I went today and I think I got it figured out. So, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure our dads are either back or they're getting back really soon from playing at Peavey in their uh, in their little league that they had. Yeah, Peavey's a tough course. If you haven't played there, it's all hill. It's tough. Peavey, you've never had a, a even lie at Peavey in your life. My my dad had a tough round. I think I I follow him on eighteen birdies, and he's always like logging in what he had, and yeah. uh, he hit. I, I I can pull it up, but I think he went eleven over through nine, such a, a little over bogey golf. But then I think he um, I think what what it said was it's like sixty four percent fairways hit hit fairways, and then zero percent greens and regulations. So. I think maybe the maybe the iron game was not was not too good for Bill, but yeah. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to consider giving him a show to hold this year. I think I stand by that. I don't. I don't think that's a, a bad idea at all. I really don't. Because I mean, they're only getting older. <laughs> and the other thing is, me and you have vastly improved from last year. Like we were, we were okay last year, but like we both got way better. We definitely both got way better. Um, my my short game especially has gotten way better. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out with um, – I'm trying to find something consistent with, like, my irons and then, like, shorter wedge shots too. I'm trying to find something consistent with there. But, like, I feel like I can always kind of rely on the driver. Um, I can always kind of rely on my putting and my chipping. That's always really good for me. Um, but it's just like the iron play. Sometimes I'm like getting chunky with it or I'm thinning everything. It's tough. Yeah. If you're uh, like either just a starting golfer, or like just a golfer at my age, if you can just hit consistent irons, you're better than like 95% of people. 100%. Cause irons are, they're tough. Yeah. If your long irons are good, your short irons most likely are bad or foot flops. <laughs> Yeah, I, it just, that's just how it works, and yeah. it's annoying. It's a pain in the ass because then you go to the range, you think you fix it, but then you try to hit your five iron and you shank it a million yards left. <laughs> like that's just—it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah, I have a little bit of the open face problem that you have. I hit the ball so damn high, and I think I need to put it further back in my stance. But like, then I feel like I get stuck with my hands. It's very tough. Um, I would like to hit the ball lower, but it's it's tough for me to do. Yeah, I definitely have. Well, I also think the turf match where you hit the ball higher. I yeah, but I mean, like for me, like even out of the even off like a fairway, I hit the ball very high. I've played around in a while. I need to play around this weekend. Yeah, we, we should play. We should we should play. We should play. Let's get Mason. Let's, play. let's get Mason and let's play Sugar or something. All right, I'm down with that. Let's play sugar. Let's do that. That'd be that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, man, I, I want to move to something else. Something, or actually, let's let's talk about the PGA real quick. Let's let's do that real quick. Um, so the PGA PGA Championship happened, and I, I couldn't be happier with the result. I really I really couldn't be. This is uh, this is something I've looked forward to. One of the live guys taking home a, a major, and it's happened quicker than I thought it would. And Brooks. But you know, let's let's not be mistaken here. Brooks went out and won that tournament. Um, nobody really like fell behind and kind of fell into his hands. Granted, uh, Victor Hovland did get a little unlucky on 16 in that bunker, and um, that ended up kind of costing him any shot at all. To be fair, he birdied the last two, 
um, and made it a little interesting. But but uh, Brooks is one of the great closers of all time in golf. He is, with an exception to the Masters, obviously. I think he got a little unlucky with his with the way the rounds turned out because of the rain and everything, and then he had to be behind. You know, can't play. That was you know that was horrible. So. I think after the Masters debacle, I think he really started to find his groove, and I'm very happy for for Brooks. I think this is a really good thing. No, I mean, Brooks kind of won that outright. Like I didn't really think. I Hovland had the day where he was like what five or six under. Yeah, he had a really he had a really good day. I think that was uh I think it was a uh, Friday. I think he had a good Friday. Yeah. Hovland every damn tournament has one day where he goes crazy under. And he starts to build momentum. The next day, he just shits the bed. Thursday at the Masters. Yeah. Thursday at the Masters, he had the outright lead by like three strokes. I think he shot like ten under that day, and then he went the he next went, day. He went seven under, I think. I remember he went seven under. Was it seven? And then the next day, he was was like what three or four over. Yeah, he just... just find some consistency and evening out his rounds. He'd be so good. Yeah, and he kills and he the ball by the way. Victor Alvin kills the ball. Yeah, and he's not very big either. He's a small dude. No, he just the torque and the whip that he generates. Oh man, I gotta learn. How, I gotta learn how to do that, man. Very nice. Some people, it's just a gift. I don't know. <laughs> well, he hits a lot of golf balls, and he has a lot of more more time than I do. So, um, that is true. I this this is something else that happened a, a lot earlier in the week. But this guy, John Morant, man, this guy. John Morant, um, another video of him surfaced holding a gun. It granted it was somebody else's uh, story, I think, or somebody else's live, um, but it was it was screenshotted and, and screen recorded, obviously as it should have been. And John Morant's holding a firearm in, in a in a car, and they need to box him. They need to put him away for for like half the season. Um, they, they need to put him away minimum thirty games. He, he just he, – he doesn't care. He knows the rules. He doesn't care. He thinks that he can get away with anything because the NBA needs him. His his own team doesn't even need him. They have a better record without him. He He's not he's not really – granted, he's very fun to watch. I, I really love watching John Morant jump over people and attempt poster dunks every game. Um, but he he's – he's just – a moron, to be quite frank. He's he's. I I don't want to get too worked up about this, but um, it sucks to see a young player like this kind of just like kill his career. You know. Well, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. He's just he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just not sugarcoat this. He yeah. did it once. He did it once on his own story, which is just already multiple red flags thrown. And then he goes away, gets suspended ten games. He goes to a camp. Says that he's in a better place. He's fixed his actions. Blah blah blah. Gets knocked out because he was dog shit in the playoffs with this whole team. Yeah. Shout out Dylan Brooks, fan of the pod, obviously. Let's go, D book. And uh, he um, he won't be playing anywhere near Memphis next year, Dylan. And I saw this tweet <laughs> the other day. I saw this tweet, and it really made me, it really made me think. It's out of the top three picks of that 2019 class with Zion's injuries and John Morant's missing chromosome. RJ Barrett's best player <laughs> out of that draft. Uh, I made a video about that on TikTok. Yeah, RJ Barrett's 
going to end up being the best pick. Not necessarily that he's the best player. He's actually Stephen a, Stephen a said it, and then I made a video, like I made like a stitch about that, but I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree. Because he plays every day, and he's not an idiot. Yeah. He shows up. He's a smart guy, as far as I know. He gives it all uh, for his team. And um, Knicks fans are pretty hard on RJ Barrett. I don't well, they think are. He's that. They're very hard on RJ Barrett. Yeah, RJ was putting up a consistent 20, 25 point games in the playoffs. Yeah, he was. It wasn't his fault that Julius Randle stopped playing basketball. <laughs> Julius Randle's bad man. Julius Randle, great regular season performer. Really bad in the playoffs. Really bad. Brunson, is good at both. Brunson, he is, the, he is the opposite of Jimmy Butler. Brunson and uh, Jamal Murray are just two point guards who they're pretty good in the regular season. But when it comes to playoff times, they just turn up. Yeah, they turn it up. I, I really like Brunson. Level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when Murray's hitting, he's very tough to contain. Very tough because. He has that step back uh, that that he can do, and then his finishing is 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 great. It looks like he hasn't skipped a beat with that ACL tear he had. Um, he looks to be fully back, fully healthy, and he is very tough to guard because he's got a great handle, um, and and he and he controls the game really well. I, I I think you know the Nuggets have multiple guys that you can give the ball and say. Another guy that, that that's really stepped up is um, KCP. Oh. but Bruce Brown as well. But KCP looks fantastic. KCP is like uh, he's had multiple over twenty point games for for Denver, and you look at him drive and like have these like Kyrie Irving type floaters over people that bank in. And KCP is another guy that's turning up. He's 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 become a really nice scorer for the Nuggets. Though honestly, Nuggets play what eight dudes? They play their five starters. Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, and sometimes Christian Braun, and that's it. Christian Braun's pretty good too, yeah. Christian Braun's a great defender. That's what yeah, he's, he's good. But what I mean, they have seven, eight dudes, but they're all so good at their job. Like Bruce Brown gets a bucket whenever he wants to. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's really good. In high school, I was watching. I saw this year in high school. He averaged almost like thirty-five a game. Wow. Like hitting buckets in high school yeah and you can see it whenever he hits threes like he would he, he was on brooklyn mm-hmm. during uh the Kyrie, katie harden saga debacle yeah that was um that was a rough era considering One of the biggest game. failures in nba history might be the biggest i think it actually might be the biggest that's that's three three mvp top- caliber players that's two MVPs and a, a number one overall pick who multiple all-stars, multiple all-teams, won a finals. Greatest, ball, uh, greatest ball handler ever. Greatest one-on-one player ever. I don't even think it's close. I think, I think, I think there was a better one on the same team. Don't tell me you think LeBron. No, 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 no. James Harden. Oh, I thought you meant Cleveland. Oh, no, 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 no. I think James Harden. I think James Harden in in twenty eighteen and like like twenty sixteen through twenty eighteen. James Harden, he terrorized the NBA. 
he absolutely there was nobody getting in front of him uh his, his cross you know he'd go cross 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 everybody knew he was stepping back it didn't matter there's the infamous uh ankle breaker against the clippers that's a <laughs> dude that was disgusting that is a disgusting clip and um that's one of my favorite clips of all time he did that to Marcus Smart earlier this year, and he did the same exact stare down, and he hit all backboard, and I was like crying. Laughing. Oh, I saw that! I saw that! I saw that! Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so funny because I was with a Celtics fan at the time, and I just stared at him, and I'm like, "Holy shit, what just happened?" And then he completely hit all backboard in the three, and we were just laughing so hard because it was oh, such man. a bad- yeah. Uh, something else happened in the, in the NBA recently that I don't I don't think I agree with is um, coaches are getting the boot. Monty Williams, oh, Monty Williams um, for the Suns is getting the boot. I don't agree with that at all. I think Monty Williams was the scapegoat here um, because DeAndre Ayton was terrible, um, and then for for the most part of the of the playoffs, Kevin Durant was terrible. Really, the only guy that showed up for the, for the Suns was uh, Devin Booker, and Devin Booker is I, I don't like him. He's probably one of my top five least favorite players right now, but he is exceptional at basketball. He's a fantastic scorer, easily a um, top ten scorer, and he, he he can go. He's another one of those guys like Bruce Brown, but to to a better extent, I think that can just go get a bucket whenever he wants. Um, Kevin Durant will be open on the on the three point line, and it doesn't matter. He's gonna take a like a Kobe like kind of spin to to a fadeaway, and he drills that man. He drills it. No, um, the the Suns just I don't know how much blame you can put on Monty Williams for your whole Who's entire team just not functioning in Game Six. Yeah, like can you how cause how does Monty Williams control? KD and Booker and Aiden having a combined like eight points in the first half. <laughs> yeah. How does Monty Williams, when it was game seven at home in against Dallas, who was a far inferior team compared to that Suns team? Suns team won 64 games. They were coach of the year, Monty Williams, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And I, how does Monty Williams control 27 first half points? <laughs> the top three players are one for 12 from the field. He doesn't control that. No. Yeah, if it was like definitely. shitty play calling or like leaving dudes in when they shouldn't be in. Either way, different. these are world-class guys, you know? Yeah. 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 And then Mike Boonholzer got uh, – so I, I don't like cussing that much on here. Actually, I kind of do. But he got fucked. <laughs> he did. I completely agree with that take too. He won the finals two years ago. The finals. I disagree greatly with both both of those firings. I agree with Doc Rivers, um, but but those two, I I completely disagree with. I don't know if there's ever a I don't know if there's ever a bad time to fire Doc Rivers. <laughs> I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. He can get fired for losing every single game seven ever. Two. He's lost eleven. He's so 11. bad. He's just historically bad in the playoffs. His, he needed a super team in Boston to get a ring. And to his credit, he got a ring. That's fine. That's fine and well. But um, any team – I mean, I feel bad for his players, man. I mean, to be fair, Embiid and Harden were both horrible in those last few games. Um, Harden 
won a couple of those games single-handedly, I know, in that in that series against uh, against Boston. Embiid was terrible. Embiid was absolutely horrible. Embiid wasn't – Embiid really is one of the biggest sinkers of the playoffs. Because <laughs> yeah. it's year after year. Like, and this was his MVP year. This was – this was everything for him, and he he had a better teammate. Like he got rid of Ben Simmons, he got James Harden. Yeah, James Harden won him two games in that Boston suit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he did. He went out, and got forty. He went out and put forty. Twice. Yeah, twice, and he won two games. Yeah, and James Harden, who isn't your first option, like he he's not the same player as he was in Houston, but. He won you two games as your second option, and B does a step up at some point, and he just doesn't. He just doesn't. He's he's the biggest guy on the floor. Seven-year-old Al Horford bitch him. I know Al Horford absolutely was just in his brain the entire game. Um, I don't. Did they have Robert Williams on him at all? I forget. I mean, I bet you at some point he was, but it was it was mostly Horford. By the way, we're not discrediting Horford. Horford's a great defender. I mean, he is a great defender. Horford, I'm not discrediting him, but Embiid averaged 30. At some points. point, if you're Embiid and you have the size advantage on Horford, you're the MVP of the league, you got to say, give me the fucking rock. You know, excuse my language, but give me the rock. You have to Shaquille O'Neal, the other team, because he gets if, – if you give Joel Embiid the ball on the block, right, he catches it. Instantly, what's going to happen is somebody's going to help. Right, so one or two players at least are going to come help. Then you dish it out. You know what I'm saying? You can dish it out, or if nobody comes to help, boom, boom, poster. That's all Embiid has to do. That's all that w- that should have been their game plan, um, and they just didn't execute, man. And I I, I agree with Doc Rivers uh, going leaving, uh, not leaving, getting outed. Um, and I think James Harden's going to leave too because James Harden always seems to leave whenever things don't go well. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think those Sixers are going to look different, and I think the Suns are going to look different, and I think the Grizzlies are going to look a lot different. Yeah, I oh, you want something? Here's something interesting after after they get swept. I think Boston looks really different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think, I think Brown is gone. Which screaming hot take? Completely disagree. I think I think you keep Brown. If really? Wanna, I think if you want to win, you keep Brown. Okay. Dude, he's Brown been bad. Had, he's been very bad. He's been really, really bad lately. Brown has had one really bad playoff series. And Tatum last year had two in the playoffs. Years before, he's been like that. And Brown's going to be $50, $60 million cheaper. That's true. You can get him for cheaper. But then again, you trade Tatum, you get outraged. Probably TD Garden probably gets bombed at some point. It's going to get bombed. Boston loves Tatum, man. They love Tatum. Yeah, and I feel like I should love him because, I mean, I live 20 minutes away from where he is. Yeah. Where he was, but I don't know. I just – he goes – he gets invisible way too much. Like there's times where I don't realize he's on the court. And times that I do realize he's on the court, he's going one for 15 and a must-win game six. Yeah. 
which granted he got like 16 straight after that but well, if they get swept their coach is out he is out and he should be he absolutely should get out and um you know somebody who might take another stab at boston is somebody who just got out of the sixers i think you might see doc rivers in the conversation for the boston job um because you know at some point i know a lot of teams have tried with doc rivers and i don't know that that boston is but I think maybe what, what Boston should do is take another stab at uh, Brad Stevens. I think Brad Stevens was a fine head coach, and, and then he moved to GM, obviously, and he's done a lot of good things for Boston. But I think, uh, yeah, I think he's if they – great head coach. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. He he was uh, – was, and by the way, one of the best basketball minds in the, in the league right now, Brad Stevens. He's a very, very smart guy. And, um, and yeah, the, I think I, – I mean, I think you keep I, – I think you keep Tatum. And I think you, you, you give up Brown for, you got to get somebody for the short term. But I think you're going to get some draft picks for him as well. You know what? Uh, they're like NBA Twitter's freaking out about right now because you know how they're always making these mock trades and stuff. Right. Uh, they're saying that Boston's going to trade, um, Brown to Portland for Dame. That would be a fantastic trade for for Boston. I think for Portland, if you can, because uh, with contracts and all that stuff, you're going to have to get uh, probably a first rounder in there too. So I think, I think Damian Lillard anywhere other than, than Portland is going to be first team all NBA. I yeah. love Damian Lillard. I think he is, I think it, like, I think that a lot of like, there's no doubt Steph Curry is the best shooter ever. I'm not. I'm not going to discredit Steph Curry at all. I'm just saying I think that uh, Damian Lillard's a more complete player than Steph is, um, and I think I think that Damian Lillard oh. is. A, I think he's a better scorer. I think he's a better scorer. Oh, oh, oh! I I think Steph's driving ability against the basket has improved so much lately. It has, but he he can't dunk. Who gives a shit if he can dunk? He can't dunk, bro. Dame, can't Dame dunk. has posters. Dame has posters. Look it up. Dame has posters. Dame has no finals appearances. No Dame, ratings. Dame has been in the same place. Steph has a super team. He had Kevin Durant on his team. He's had Clay Thompson, who can get 37 and a quarter on his team. He had one of the one of the best defensive players in the entire league every single time in Draymond Green, who, by the way, also runs the offense. And then he has uh, Steve Kerr, who has six uh, six finals of his own when he was a player, and now he has many more as a coach. I, don't know, I, just... I think I think Steph is it has a much better. I, I think there's no question he has a much better uh, nucleus than than Damian Lillard. But I'm saying Steph is the best shooter ever. He is the best, without a doubt, best shooter ever, and I think. He is neck and neck right now with Magic for the best, um, for the best uh, point guard of all time. But I'm saying, right now, right now, I think that Damian Lillard is a more complete player. That's my hot take, and we don't we're we're not going to ever know unless Dame leaves. We're not going to ever know. Yeah, I will say this: one thing you can't knock Curry on is all his talent is homegrown. Yeah. Uh, everybody besides the two years of. Kevin Durant was drafted. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Andrew Wiggins. 
which was traded for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Which helped Wiggins' career so much more than oh, man. Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins was on his way. He was on his way out of the league, quite frankly, in 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 uh, with the Timberwolves, and and you know Golden State saw something uh, saw something in him, and they really re- uh, revitalized him. And yeah, he's he's looked great, but he's in Cancun. <laughs> he is in Cancun. Shout <laughs> out Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson. Oh man, dude. Um, yeah, dude. But like, I loved going through like. Because I was talking a bunch of shit on TikTok of like a bunch of different videos of like Lakers Warriors because all the Warriors like little oh, I saw fan, them. I saw all, them. all the little you know Warriors fanboys and I I was just saying you know how's Cancun you know fucking eat shit you know it's just like I love doing that I love doing that on the internet it's just like humbling these little kids with like the curry the curry. Uh, profile picture with the sunglasses on that's like supposed to be like lebron fuck that man fuck that yeah by the way another one of my pet peeves on tiktok i just want to put this out there and if you're ever on my tiktok um maybe you'll understand it because like it's just so prevalent on my tiktok but like i'll put out a sports video where like it'll be like one of my silly filters where I'm like choosing wide receivers oh, yeah. over one another, or I'm choosing all-time players on in the NBA over one another, and people will be like, people will say like, this dude has no clue what he's talking about, but then not tell me what I got wrong. They will just say like, like this dude, like this dude sucks or some shit like that. Like I, I don't mind people hating on me, but tell me what the fuck I got wrong. It's my pet peeve. I will always respond and say why or say how. I think I think I know why everyone says that. It's because you actually give respect to older players. That's true. Like, I do that. People, that's who. That's people who don't know ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, dude, people are trying to tell me that Clay Thompson is better than Carl Ma- Carmelo Anthony all time. That is <laughs> outrageous. It is absolute. It's my most. It's my most viral video right now on TikTok. I have like over thirty thousand views on it which is fantastic that's that's gotten me a lot of more followers all my followers on tiktok are, are people that see my stuff and like it and so they they follow me which is fantastic because i don't really promote it but yeah i did uh it was like the like bracket you know like the bracket with all-time players and yeah, yeah it went to mellow and and clay and i was like yeah clay's got he's got maybe more accolades but mellow's top 10 all-time in scoring um you know one of the all-time knicks players and i said I, i'm going with mellow and obviously, obviously, it's mellow day today. He's retiring. We're recording this Monday, obviously. So he's retiring. I'm giving my respect to Mello, man. He's um, absolutely better than Clay Thompson all time. I got two things to say on that. One, Mello shits on Clay. Yes. Me- Clay, Clay is like he. Clay does utilize. He utilizes a lot of screens. So that's why he gets so many like open catch and shoots from Draymond. Yeah. But. Melo could create space with three jab steps. Have you ever seen an NBA player do that? His spin move um, is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Have you you seen that? Uh, have you? Seen, I'm thinking of a clip of him when he was with Portland, and he did it on Zion. Zion was guarding him. I don't know if you've seen that clip where he go. Yeah, he's like he goes like that, jabs a few times, dribbles, spin, and Zion's rattled. He has no idea what's going on. And Melo just Melo can just get buckets, man. Yeah, Melo. Um, 
and also one of the most clutch players ever. Yeah, hundred like, percent. He has hit so many big shots. Denver, if you've never watched Denver mellow highlights, oh, those are those are. You've probably seen some mellow highlights where it was like either end of his Knicks era and beyond, to where he wasn't like the takeover yeah. mellow. Sports. <laughs> Jimbo. Jimbo, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 doing fine. How'd you play? Uh, 42 today. Okay. He's on yeah. a heater. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, one one again. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I heard my dad didn't have such a good round. Uh, 47, right? 48. 47 ish, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play too well. I don't think. Uh, greens were tough today. Ah, well, you played Peevely, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. We played the back nine, which I've only played once in my life, I think. If you out. don't know it, you don't know where you're no, shooting. I, meant, I didn't know you had to play the back nine. I like the front nine a lot better. That's just me, though. That's a shame. I'll let you boys get back at it. Are you going to edit that out? No, of course not. No, no, no. We're going to leave it in, Jebo. You you got on the podcast before my dad. You can hold that over him. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't even watched any of it. <laughs> that's, Damn. that's true. That's true. All right. Good night, then. All right. We got to set that date up for the rematch. Oh, we were talking yeah, about it. We were just talking about that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'll work on how many strokes we get. Oh, <laughs> okay. One per hole. One per hole? Yep. Oh, all right. I'm in. Name the price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, he's just the best. Jimbo's just the best, man. Uh, by the way, my most my most loyal Twitter follower, Jimbo. If you if you haven't, give Jim a follow on Twitter. He's <laughs> he's great on there. He's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Man, where were we? We were talking about Mello. Uh, but but what I will say about the uh, the filter, like the filters on um, on TikTok, is it's it's given me a, an insight of a lot of the older players and I've looked into some of those guys to a much greater extent, like um, guys like Bob Cousy who have a tremendous resume and who were like really, really good players back in the day. And so now I have like a better understanding. Obviously players are much better now, hundred percent. They're much yeah. better, but these guys are, these guys are the, you know, the founding fathers of, of the league of basketball in general. And so I think it, we need to, uh, you know, give them their flowers. Yeah, Bob Cousy is is one of the original bucket getters of the NBA. One hundred percent. But if you if you go on YouTube and you find some like corrupt clips of Bob Cousy in like the sixties, he dribbles through like three dudes just with his right hand. He's never, <laughs> the ball has never touched his left hand. Yeah. And he's dribbling like he's literally going left, dribbling with his his uh, right hand. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's a yeah. I mean, you didn't need your you didn't need your offhand in that day, man. You really didn't. You could just, uh, which I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of people are taking. What's up? Then probably, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players ever, Pistol Pete, came along. Mm, And Pete Maravich. Yeah, he Pete Maravich, unreal player by the way. Special, really special with the basketball. College and NBA. Yeah. Yeah. College, he was. He's probably the best college player ever. Where did he play? LSU. Ah, okay. 
LSU holds the record for all-time points in three seasons. Shit, man. Do you know what he averaged? Um, I don't know, but he has over 3,000 career. Wow, in three seasons. That's crazy. Yeah, in college, you know how hard that is? Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. Because especially because the way defenses are, a lot of more teams are playing zone. Um, I don't know and, what they uh, were back in in Pete's day. Obviously, it's, yeah, probably, it's probably, like probably a lot 30, different. It's like thirty games too. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too, hundred percent. For sure. Um, well, I mean, we talked. We got, we got into the golf. Um, who do you Where's like it? tonight? Let's check on that score one more time. Do you know where that score's at? Um, uh, let's take a look. Let me pull it up. It is. Oh my gosh, Nuggets are winning. <laughs> They're winning by four. The Nuggets outscored the Lakers by 20 in the third. Oh my god. 36 to 6 is crazy. Dude. Oh my god. Look at the uh look at the Nuggets right now. They have like they have five guys over 13 points right now. Yeah. Wow. LeBron's got 38. Jesus, man. Anthony Davis with a stinker, eleven and eleven. <laughs> he he might be the most inconsistent player period I've ever seen. He can't have two good games in a row at all. Allergic to it. He's allergic to it for sure. Um, I'm allergic to it. <laughs> do we have a weekly draft? We do have a weekly draft. Okay, and um, I think I think that I I would definitely like to go with. Um, a more sports related one because I love the sports related ones. Um, and I think it like gives a lot more insight. Um, but because we're getting into the nitty gritty of the, the NBA. Okay. I wanted to do an NBA one and instead of a top, like a, like a ranking thing, I want to do a draft, um, just a five V five all time draft. I wanted to do I, – I, I think that's going to do very well. Did you know what I'm saying? Huh? My trip and we did that last time. No, I don't think we did that. I Maybe. swear we did because uh, my, my dad and uh, Mason's dad was flaming it on Twitter because they were saying like MJ. Did we do that? Sweep. Did we do that? I swear we did. Maybe we did. Oh, man. Do you have any suggestions? Hmm. I hadn't realized we we had already done that. Hmm. What about a uh, what about a wide receiver draft? Oh, I like this now. I feel like that. Could, I feel like that could do that. I could do really well. Current or all time? All time, all time wide receiver draft. Oh shit! You in okay. for that? I'm. Are are we um are we taking like can I take like prime somebody or does it have to be that dude's full career? I think I think we gotta do career, right? Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's I fair. think I think that's much easier to kind of pinpoint, I guess. Um, all right, um, because you came up with it and because you bared with me for so long, I'm gonna give you the first overall pick. We are doing a snake draft, so. I do get the next two, but you can go ahead. So there's really a one A and one B. It just really depends on what you 
prefer in a receiver. Yeah. And when I look at a receiver, I I think of how much of a uh, – I'm going to still stretch the point. I got, I got Randy Moss first. Good pick. Because name me one player who guarded Randy Moss successfully. You can't. He you was, really can't. He was just – he's, what, 6'4", 200 pounds – Jumps over. There was a game where he had three catches for a hundred. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that game. Yeah. Absurd. Who else has done that? Yeah. The closest thing we've had to that since is Christian Watson. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, okay. I think he's just the best and the most talented ever. That's a great pick. Um, all right. I am going to go with uh, Jerry Rice. I think that's no question. I think uh, that was probably going to be your 1B or whatever is Jerry Rice. Um, But, yeah, man, I mean, he is just, um, I mean, undeniable. Absolutely undeniable. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I'll go there. I'll go there with him. And then, um, yeah, I was going to go. I was going to go Moss, man. But, uh I think the next pick is like a no doubter. I think I'm gonna go with um, Terrell Owens. He's gonna be my second pick. Oh my god, I won! What do you mean you won? Um, g- give me your explanation on Terrell Owens. I just think he has a really complete career, man. He went out for like just, and he was he was he was very talented coming in. I feel like he was very talented, um, and undeniable one on one. He was he was. Uh, and you know yards after catch, he was fantastic too. I, I really, I mean, if Terrell Owens is not in your top five, I, I don't really know what you're doing, man. I, I think Terrell Owens is. What's up? I just, think, I just, I just think three is a huge reach when you have my second pick, Calvin Johnson, on the board. I, dude, his career wasn't that good though. Oh my God! Shut up, dude. Terrell Owens had a better career. He definitely did. I, I think I think Megatron could have had a great career, but he's Damian Lillard. He is he's Dame he's the Damian Lillard of the of the NFL. He was just he did nothing in the playoffs. He actually did nothing. Megatron's the most the most talented player to ever put on a football helmet ever. If you're talking physical attributes of what he can do. I mean, maybe, but we're—I mean—we're talking careers, dude. That's my issue. Is I—I would have picked Megatron. Megatron was probably my ne- my next pick after To. I think he probably was, but I'm just—I I think I'm fine with To at two. I think I'm fine there. All right, I'll take a Megatron two, and then uh, three. Give me Jerry. Uh, no, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh shit! Wait, it's a snake draft. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take Larry Fitz. Oh yeah, yeah. Larry Fitz. Okay. One of the uh, most complete careers ever, I would say. 100%. Was a playoff menace, by the way. Playoff Larry Fitz was different. Yeah. Tore up so many teams. Should have won a Super Bowl, honestly, if the Cardinals defense could hold San Antonio Holmes, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you've got a pretty good list so far. Um, my next pick... I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Marvin Harrison as at my next pick. 
Um, I, I think I think that's a no doubt. Or some of the stuff he did with Peyton Manning. Obviously, I think they have the most touchdowns together. Or was that was that broken by Brady and Gronk? I think Brady and Gronk broke it. Yeah, but I mean the the amount of work those two put in. Uh, Marvin Harrison is, and especially his son now, he might even be better than him uh, when it, when it's all said and done. We're gonna yeah, have to see. Is, uh, his son's special. He's really good. He's really really good. He's a um, special player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Um, and then my my next pick is uh, it's going to be a more recent guy, and this one might be controversial. All right, um, because he has no, been. Well, I mean, we can just say it together on three. All right, three, yeah. two, one. Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. oh. I was going to go Antonio Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown at four uh, for me, and I, I think, dude, like. Some of the numbers that Antonio Brown was putting up in his prime in, in in the Steelers uniform, he's also had. Remember the call God catch? That was insanity. Um, his flip into the end zone, him kicking the punter. Uh, that was just all excellent stuff from Antonio Brown. Obviously, he's lost himself these past few years, but um, Antonio Brown at four for me. And if you're gonna go, are you would you gonna go with Julio at four? Um. I'm uh well I do have four and five so okay so I'm probably actually I don't know that I think about it. there's a lot of we guys can respect some of the older dudes I feel like yeah we so, got to uh like like Largent there's Largent I think and then four, I'm gonna go uh, Chris Carter that's a good pick Chris Carter's great if yeah. you haven't looked at some of his stats Chris Carter is awesome he's an all time great for sure him and, him and Moss on the same field was special. Ooh. Really good. Yeah, good pick, man. So I think he can comfortably slide it at four. And five's just – it's between a few guys. Like like Julio's one of them. Julio – We will do honorable mention as well. Julio's an insane prime. Oh, man. I Dude, yeah, Julio was insane. Oh, shit. Well, I have gotten to grow up in an era where – just you see some of the most special receivers ever. Like yeah. I got to see Julio, I got to see A B, I've gotten to see Tyreek Hill, I've gotten to see Devontae Adams, I've gotten to see um even some like the younger guys. Like some of the dudes coming in are nuts. Jay Jettis, man. Everything's gonna be up there. Jettis is going to be uh, top 10 when it's all said and done, absolutely. And Mar- Marvin Harrison, I think, is going to be up there as well. It's tough to say because he hasn't been in the league yet and shown it, but what it, what he's doing in college is insane. For my five, I'm, I think I'm going to go a different route, though. Okay. I think I'm a uh... – You could go someone really old. I don't know if we're thinking the same person. Are you thinking Steve Argent? No, no, no. Older than that. Lance Allsworth? No. Well, he's up there. But Don Hudson? Yeah. You See, could go I, I Don, the first the first the first uh first tier wide receiver the NFL seen. But he did play in the forties, so that's that'd be he's tough. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like you can pick like Bob Cousy, because you averaged 30, but Bob Cousy played with one hand. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I don't like, know. I don't know. 
I think I'm going to end up going uh, Reggie Wayne. Good pick. Yeah. Reggie Wayne, I feel like sometimes can get a little <laughs> overshadowed by uh, Harrison. Reggie was a dog. Yeah, he was. He was really good. Them two and Peyton Manning were disgusting. Yeah. Um, and Honestly, then I, I, yeah, they did. And I think I think I get what what is probably going to be a pretty big steal at five, just because, um, just because of the full body of work and how unstop absolutely unstoppable he was. And by the way, he made one of the top five best catches I've ever seen. Huh? Are you talking about Julio, right? Uh, no, I'm talking about the the tiptoe catch in the Super Bowl. Do you remember what I'm talking about against the Patriots? Oh, on the sideline, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah the yes. sideline tiptoe catch. I'm going Julio Jones at my five. Um, I mean, he he's just. I mean, the, the frame, the speed, the athleticism, the vertical, everything. Julio Jones, like if you if I wanted to get like a wide receiver in a body, I'm going either Megatron or Julio Jones. You know, like that is just the perfect wide receiver build. And uh yeah, I mean tall, lengthy guy, can do it all. Julio Jones is at my five. Yeah, I really wanted to pick him, but like the last like four or five years, he's been he got injuries those early years and he just hasn't been the same. He really hasn't. Yeah. Ever yeah, since I, I like to think about Julio from his Falcons days. That's just what I like to think about him for. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But I think it was certainly like 2018. He started getting hurt a ton. So he was never on the field for his like last two years as a Falcon. Yeah. He got traded to Tennessee. He caught one touchdown in Tennessee. That was brutal. Yeah, that's tough. And then, now he's kind of floating around. He's still a free agent, actually. Which he really should sad. be. He should be. Really yeah, I, but I, I think he should be. He's just old, man. Like, he can't do the same stuff he could. Uh, what you had Julio for, his value was his athleticism, and he's kind of sacrificed that through injuries and aging. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, I just have to say with him because you were saying how, like, Megatron's, like. It's similar with Julio. I agree. I agree. It is similar with Julio. But I will say, I think Megatron did it for his full career. I don't think there was ever a bad Megatron season. But he went out early. Megatron went out pretty early, if you remember. He played uh, 10 seasons. Yeah, yeah, that's – yeah, I mean, he went out He went out pretty early. But, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, Julio – we saw Julio be great in a Super Bowl. And he just, like – they just – the team just didn't get it done. You know, Julio was absolutely fantastic in that Super Bowl. That Falcons offense was special, man. It was really good. Who was their running back? Freeman? Yeah. Yeah, Freeman Freeman. was good. Uh, Shout out, honorable mention, DeLorean Green Beckham. DCP. Was was actually ranked higher than Julio in the same high school class. So shout out DGB. Shout out DGB, one of the biggest disappointments in in football history, honestly. He could have been one of the greatest. Um, We do do a snake draft, so my honorable mention is going to be Steve Largent. Um, I mean – his career is just undeniable, man. He was uh, an, throw a lot kind of, of mentions, What's up? You can throw a lot of honorable mentions out there. Yeah, for sure. And that's just going to be mine. Uh, you can go with whoever you want as well, but that's going to be mine. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Like, even like, like the, I feel like, I don't know. You could have gone so much, so many different players in this. 
Yeah. If you're taking like some like prime dudes or like one individual season, this list is so much different. For sure. Cause like if it was individual seasons, I think Cooper Cup might be like two or three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because the he had the triple crown, no? Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, you do the seventeenth game, but don't bullshit me on that. Okay. He still was insane. Definitely. Uh one of the most fun seasons ever, rookie Odell. One of yeah, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna mention Odell. Odell, absolutely. One of the most fun seasons ever was him. Had yeah. the had the whole internet in a chokehold. Oh, dude! And the, I'm I'm still an Odell fan to this to this day. It's the reason I'm gonna be rooting for the uh, Ravens next season. I can't wait for the Ravens to see how they pan out. It could be a big old bust, but I'm gonna be here for it. I'm gonna absolutely be here for it. No, I mean. He's great. Yeah. He really is. When he's on the field, he's great. For sure. Who's your honorable uh, mention? I would – from one of the more recent guys. Um, ooh. There's a couple. Andre Johnson's one of them. Good pick. E-Hop's one of them. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Don't get it twisted. D-Hop is one of them. D Hop, no, D I think a lot of people are underrating D Hop. D Hop is is currently top five for me. I think he is currently top five. Has probably the best hands ever. Would you agree? Yeah, with you? yeah, 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 yeah. Has I, he ever dropped a pass? Like have you what was the last time we saw D Hop Well, do, do you have his hands over Randy Moss or Jerry Rice? Um he's top he's top three hands. He's top three hands. I think if we're going pure hands, Rice, Fitzgerald, Hop. Mm, yeah, Fitzgerald, yeah. Has, has Fitzgerald drops more, nothing. Fitzgerald has more tackles than drops in his career. <laughs> that's insane, dude. That's so good. So that's a stat. That's I'm going to let you get, sit with for a little bit there. Really good. He is on offense. So your honorable mentions, Z-Hop, I can put you down for that. Yeah, I think so. That's a good one. Texas D Hop was nuts. And yeah. first season Arizona D Hop is still unreal. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now he's gonna And I think it. I think he will rebound. The the issue is he's gotta get out of he's gotta get out of uh Arizona, man. He's gotta leave. Yeah, and some of the dudes coming up, like obviously you mentioned Jefferson. Jamar is gonna be so good for so long. He will. Terry DJ Brown. Tyreek Hill's going to slide into, like, the top 15 all time, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. Tyreek Hill is someone we'll probably never see again. It's <laughs> fair. Like, yeah, you because can especially say, like, with the new age of wide receivers coming up. I know, but have, if you go from era, have you ever seen someone change a game more than Tyreek Hill? He makes you completely change your defense. Yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic. Like, him – being paired up with Jalen Waddle is just so unfair because of how fast they are. Yeah. Jalen Waddle's a top three fastest receiver in the league. And Hill is one. Yeah, for sure. And I, I hate like the comparisons to like people saying like Kendarius Tony's gonna be like just like Tyreek Hill. The fuck he is No, he's not even the same player, man. Like they're there's they're so different. But I think Kadarius Tony's gonna be great. I think he's gonna be really good. Kadarius Tony is gonna be a fine player. Fun yeah. player. But 
he's not Tyreek fucking Hill. I think I think there's a there's a slight chance that we see um that we see Tony slide into like a top fifteen wide receiver this season. He's gonna be a fantasy dog. Oh he he's will. He will. He dog. definitely will. Yeah, man. Well that's pretty much all I got for, for this week. Um thanks again for, for kind of bearing bearing with me uh to start this podcast. But then uh thanks for to everybody else if you're still listening. Um this was this was really really fun. I think I think we have pretty even teams. Uh, no, this or, is one of the most even drafts I've. I think ever. it is. I think it is because we both have some dogs, man. I, I think it's going to be really really close, but we'll see. Um, we'll put it up on the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything, um, and we'll have everybody vote on my story. And uh, you know, any any closing remarks, Luke? I mean, Lakers. Uh... We're down five now with three minutes left. It's been a huge turn. I'm going to turn that on after this. But um, finals prediction. I'm going to go with the right now. I'm going to go. It's going to probably go to six or seven. Yeah. I really hope it does because if it does, I'm going to be really disappointed. I hope it's seven. Unless, unless it's like five insanely close games. I guess that's fine. But I think I think the Nuggets get it done. I really Me do. Me too. Me too. They're the better, they're the better team. Because I feel like you can depend on all those guys to give you consistently insane nights. Sometimes I know they haven't done it yet, but the Heat can just fizzle out at any time. I feel like. <laughs> Holy, <laughs> shit. Holy shit! Oh man, sorry to interrupt. No, it's uh, I just feel like the Nuggets can give you consistently more games. Plus, I think the. Nuggets have dominated this playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It, if they win in like four or five, this is one of the most dominating playoff teams ever. It's up there with like 2018 Warriors. Um, it, they are. They have taken care of everybody they've played. So I think that's worth noting. Even like their two losses in round two were like close games on the road. Yeah. The Nuggets yeah. at home are so scary. They, re- they really so, are. They play very well in that. I mean, they're just accustomed to that. Uh, I, I think there's, you know, the Mile High City. I think that has something to do with it. That The the changing um, of the, uh, what's it called? Altitude. Altitude, you're right. Yes, altitude. The change of the altitude. But, yeah, um, my, my prediction is, is Nuggets in six. I think what I want to happen is Heat in seven. I think that would be fantastic, and I think that would certainly move Jimmy Butler up into my top – He'd probably be, at that point, top five in the NBA to me, Jimmy Butler. He has been great. Yeah, playoff Jimmy's different. Um, So kind of pulling for Nuggets, though, because I want to see him as dude win one. I know he played played like four games with us because he was hurt. But MPJ is still – he's still a Mizzou guy. He was even considering staying here another year. Yeah, he was. So you got to love MPJ. Um. Yeah, that's kind of why. That's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Go ahead and vote. Um, because this, obviously, everything will be up. Um, and this will be Tuesday at noon. Tuesday at noon, this will be dropping. And uh, with that being said, that was another episode of Sports Society. Thanks for listening or watching. Whatever the hell you did, and make sure to check out our socials at Sports Society Pod on all platforms. Thank you. <laughs>